This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our Patreon, where pretty much every Sunday you get this all over again because you get a bonus episode of Says Who podcast. We call it the Town Watch, and you get it if you give it the 5 or $10 a month level. That $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club. You got a sticker every month. We're not just talking about one time. We're talking about every month. We're talking about a brand new sticker. Something you can't get anywhere else. Except if you're a member of the Says Who Sticker Club. Patreon.com slash Says Who. Hey, Dan. Hey, Maureen. I got one thing to talk about right now. That thing is books. Oh. Look, you guys. You've already done it, probably. But remember, books. I've written some. When you go out in the world and say, hey, you read this book? Did you hear that response? That was a goose. I did. That was a goose in the yard. Sure. The goose is a very literate goose. There's a flock of geese out here. Books? Books? I wanted to do it again. See, now they're like, she's patronizing us. He's at, they're actually. Talking in goose. They're walking away like they're disgusted with me. Yeah. Nine Liars is out. Remember, when you see it in the wild, grab it, hold it above your head, scream, read this book or else. That's how it works. And um, that that's book marketing. That is. That's how you I've sell sol- a book. I've solved it. How do you think Stephen King did it? Uh, a lot of cocaine. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, I guess that's it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, we don't have cocaine, but we do have the internet. And if you want to buy books. It's the same thing. It's basically... You want to buy books. I did a thing on the internet today morning that I'm very excited about, but I can't talk about. What? I mean, I can talk about it to you, but not on the microphone. Oh, my God. It's fun. It's a fun project that I Oh, my God. 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 And I figured out, I solved the thing that I couldn't solve for a while, and it worked, and I laughed heartily. Okay, now you're really, okay, now I really want to know what it is. I'll tell you. Me and Maureen have just had a 15-minute off-recording conversation. I don't remember if I ever actually finished saying that uh, kickbezosintheballs.org is our internet-based bookshop where you can buy Maureen's books and my books and all sorts of books if you want to buy things on the internet. That's where to go. I made Dan tell me all the things. I couldn't stand it. (laughs) It's true. All right. Introduction. Hang on. It's okay. Just got this on here. All right. Hey, does this look tight, Dan? Do I have does this what on? Look tight. This harness. Do I? Does this look right? I don't see a harness. Well, the harness I've. Oh. <laughs> Your acting was so convincing. <laughs> Maybe this is the intro. (laughs) We had a whole plan. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's about where we're at. (laughs) What was it? You were doing a a hang hang gliding harness. Yeah. Earlier, she was like, how about I do hang gliding? And I'm like, that's cool. I didn't know what you were doing. Yeah, I thought you were showing me something. Yeah, no, the whole stick was, was going to be, uh, I'm going to start hang gliding because I've had such good luck this year. That's yeah. probably nothing else. Since uh, all, all everything's gone wrong, I'll just do it. But he just, um, he didn't see the harness. <laughs> I thought you were really trying to show me a harness. I was fully, your method acting was. Yeah. I was like, what are you, sh- why are you, you showing okay, me this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should do this show. <laughs> Welcome. <sighs> I mean, that was okay. I feel it was like fine. You, you could have been more disappointed, but I mean, I couldn't. I'm mostly disappointed in myself. <laughs> you didn't see the hardest. I didn't see the harness. It was so sincere, too. So like, well, what? I thought you were like I thought you were like showing me something that you had 
you, that you had on, but you're cropped a little bit by the camera. And so I was like, maybe it's below. Why is she showing me? Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. I was really <laughs> lost there he for was a minute. So, guys, he was so confused. I really, really was. Anyway, welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's 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 a harness you can't see. Yeah. She's Maureen Johnson. I'm Dan Sinker. How you doing, Dan? I feel like this episode has gone off the rails before it even began. I think probably having a 15-minute anxiety-filled uh, entire brain dump of the last month of my life to you off the record was maybe not the right way to start no, this recording. Right. Honestly, Dan, I feel like we're at a point. I mean, just this morning I shared with you a gigantic email that I had to write. Yeah, it was uh, a big email. It was a, I am still, or I should say sort of again, trying to cap off this thing that happened to me on the elevator with the guy yeah. in my building. And um, I was, I've was i been getting the run around a lot and I had to send like a kind of email to end all emails to both an assemblyman and to management. It was, it was the um, uh, listen up motherfucker email. And, yeah. um, and so uh, I, I was like, I showed my stuff, you know, I, ha- I hung my whole ass out there. Yeah. So, you know, it's time. Just hang your ass out, everybody. Hang that ass out. <laughs> hang that ass out. That should have been our phrase for the year. Hang, hang that, that ass, ass out. Hang that ass out. Show it. <laughs> Show the whole thing. It's fine. I just kind of feel like last week you were really pressing for let's get dirty. And this week you're all hang that ass out. It's <laughs> It all feels a little uh, risque. Well, it's very healthy. I guess. When I say dirty, I mean dirt like a garden. I understand that that's what you mean. Yeah. But that's not what it sounds like. What? It's because you can't see the harness. (laughs) I really was confused. Baffled. I was fully baffled. His poor confused face. I I was definitely not there with you. But Maureen, speaking of there... Yeah, you're not at home. No, I'm actually. It's really lovely. It's almost sixty degrees out. I'm down in Philly with Dexy because they are doing construction on the apartment next to mine. Perfect. And uh, I got a letter when I was out on tour before I got COVID, or was it after? I can't remember. That said, hey, we're going to be doing construction on your apart in the apartment next to you for ten days. Noise is going to be nuts. Take all your pictures down. <laughs> Love the <laughs> management. Good. And uh, I peaced out, and um, that's good. So we came down. It's good because there's some stuff I need to do with my family. I've actually had a really pretty good time down here because I'm I'm supposed to be taking it easy right. for a week or two. And at home, as soon as I felt better, I said, I'm taking it easy. But then I also did, like one day I did five loads of laundry. Right. And cleaned up and then made dinner and like was because the house is crazy like everything right. is all over the place and i i have a, a a need to restore order and i think i tired myself out a little bit so i can't really do that down here yeah so i've actually been just sitting here kind of getting it done just me and my computer and my dog and a nice breeze so it's actually been working out you are like sitting in a sunbeam yeah it's really really nice and more and more, Dan, I realize how much I like being outside and maybe how much my apartment can go fuck itself right now is sort of going through my head. I feel like 2023 is the real maybe Maureen should move tour. There's a lot of things that have already happened in January. This year has just started. A and we're remarkable all, amount. There's also stuff on Oscar's end as well that we're both like, things could be going differently. Yeah. I feel generally like that's how 2023 has started, for Mm. sure. I look back to our optimism uh, when we recorded on like the 30th or whenever Mm. it was, our final recording of 2022, where we were like, I feel kind of optimistic. And then I feel like January was like, oh, really? Fuck off. Let's go. But, you know, I've okay. Like, I got very lucky, even though I got... 
No, but even though I got COVID on the road, I got it on a beach. Sure. And I got to yes. isolate on the beach and not give it to anyone else by being in a beautiful hotel room where I looked at the surf all day. Sure. So that's pretty lucky. Well, I, I understand that things could have been worse. Yeah. But things also could have been better. I'm still surprised by how much COVID got me. I think that's really one of the things that keeps coming through is that I really believe that when I got it and that I would eventually get it, it would just be, I'd be off for, for a couple of days yeah. and feel a little bit weird as opposed to, oh crap, this is a thing. I, um, I was speaking with a colleague yesterday who um, was traveling internationally for the last month and uh, just got back and was clearly visibly still sick. And I was like, you know, what, how is the trip? What's in? And they were like, well, it was fine until I got COVID. And they got COVID and they also got walloped. In fact, they got like this kind of came out in bits and pieces of, of the story. But eventually she admitted that she was so sick that at one point she began to tell her husband what he should do with her stuff when she dies. <laughs> oh my God. It's like, oh, fuck. Okay. So, yeah. And, you know, similarly to you, she was like, I wasn't expecting that it was going to be a bad run, but it was a bad run. I did not get that sick. No, I was. I mean, it was one of those things where it was like, maybe lead with that next time. Lead with the I was so sick, I thought I was going to die. That part, maybe start there. Do you mind if I just get her? Sure. I don't know if you hear her, but. I, I just have to settle her down. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, my dad woke up and came downstairs. The first night I was here, at four in the morning, I heard a thump, and I found him on the floor in the other room. Oof. And I got him up, but yeah, I have to keep her. It's always something, but he was fine. He got himself up even, so all, right. all fine. Um, uh, okay. So yeah, no. No, I wasn't that sick, Dad. I was... But it was sicker. I, I really thought that with all the injections, it would just be, you know, a sniffle and a positive test as opposed to having a fever for two weeks. So yeah. it's a real pain in the ass. I'm pretty recovered. I have a little scratch still. Sometimes I go into coughing fits, but I'm in the, you just have to rest. Yeah. You're supposed to rest. Everyone's like, you got to rest. The level of energy... So we we spoke when we recorded the town watch on Saturday, and it was like, "Whoa, yeah, you're Maureen, yeah." And today you are also Maureen, yeah. You hadn't been Maureen in a while. No, I still get real sleepy sometimes, but it's definitely improving. But yeah, everyone says at this point, even if you're bored, you have to just plant your Chill. ass in a chair. And I have to say, I'm really doing some exciting new developments in Stardew Valley that I've never done before. Well, that's fun. I think Emily is falling in love with me. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's exciting. Yeah. Things are going real well on the farm. I like so, I like to hear it. Well, love is in, the, in bloom. Uh, I'm allowing myself breaks. And is she eating? I'm allowing myself time with my dog. I'm keeping it simple, Dan. I do have the planner out, but as you can see, keeping it oh, very, very, that. very simple. I was, oh, I was really expecting to see a very blank planner, but there is a lot of things in that planner. No, but it's just a simple list. Okay. I'm not doing, although I have, I want to show you. Oh boy. I'm going to show you. So my friend, Holly, who knows a lot about planners, she got me a yeah. new pencil case for Christmas. And I may have shown you this before. She got me washi tape with knives like okay. Mystery knives yeah. on it, some like mystery stickers. But she got me the good highlighters. These are the highlighters that people that love journals use. They're really nice and they're very Ooh. pale and they just they don't bleed through and they're really so they're the it looks nice. This is all I want, Dan. I don't want the stickers and stuff. You just want the planner and some markers and some knife washi tape? I don't even know if I'm gonna put the what knife I like the knife washi tape, but I think I'm gonna use it somewhere else. Okay. I have That's other loud. ideas for it because it's really cool. All right. I'm excited. I'm excited. That was so mysterious. Yeah. I got plans. I other ideas for it. Well, it's like when you said you had other plans. It's true. Except Dan, just about tape. Well, it's a good thing that there, there's no news. 
Well, in fact, Maureen, there is news. And in fact, for those of you that are astute listeners of this very podcast, you will notice that it has come out late today on Wednesday, the 8th of February. And that is because the State of the Union address was last night. And I decided in a moment where I forgot how little I like the State of the Union address, that maybe we should hold off to record because mm-hmm. maybe, and this was a weird moment of delusion, something newsworthy would happen in the State of the Union address that we would need to talk about. Okay. And you responded, I'm not going to watch, but I can fake it. Yeah. And I went, well, that's fair. I totally watched it. And then this is what happened last night, Maureen. I was busy working on this project that I told you a little bit about and was actually finally achieving the breakthrough that I'd been kind of hitting my head against the wall uh, for for a while. And uh, then suddenly Janice went aren't you supposed to be watching the State of the Union? Mm. And I looked at the clock and it was 8.30 Central Time. And I was like, oh, shit, right. I was supposed to be watching the State of the Union. So then I watched the State of the Union and I turned it on. And the very first thing I thought was, oh, right. I hate the State of the Union. Yeah, it's awful. And then I was trapped in my own trap. Because I watched the State of the Union. The only thing I watched was George Santos trying desperately to get his hand shook. Yeah. Yeah. To which Mitt Romney came up to him and said, you shouldn't even be here. Oh. Yeah. Owned by Mitt. Yeah. yeah. I, the, the George Santos stuff continues to be just incredible. Was it this last week that he claimed that he was a producer on the spider-man musical yes i don't know that he claimed it this week but word came out this week that one of the many lies that george santos had spun is that he was a producer on the spider-man musical which for those of you that don't pay attention to musicals i understand but if you do you will know that it is like the biggest debacle that has ever happened on broadway yeah a lot of injured performers a lot of injured performers cost hundreds of millions of dollars, lost a ton of money. I don't know why of any like why not be like, oh, I was a producer on Cats or like, what's that one where everyone's on roller skates? Yeah, I did that one. Like, why not? Why choose literally the poster child for failed Broadway performance? I mean, that's it's. It's it was spectacular, but now it's now it's really it's that's really something to claim to be a producer in the Spider-Man musical. Yeah. What's going to happen with that guy? What's going to happen with that guy? I mean, he's currently just kind of doing his thing. He's become much more combative on social media. He seems to have decided that being combative. In fact, he insulted Mitt Romney after Mitt Romney had insulted him. Uh, but he seems to be, you know, sitting back. He he knows that he's in a good position as a as a grifter. The Republicans in the House cannot easily say, hey, dude, you got to go. Because they have such a slim majority that he is a vote and they need every vote that they have. And so, you know, he's in a pretty, pretty good position there. And it seems that that everyone has taken the opinion that, well, maybe everything will blow over. It's hard to put into words where we are now. You know what I mean? Like when you have this going on, it's hard to even say... What what we're what we're even all doing here? Well, I mean, I will say so let me first explain. I hate the State of the Union address because they are usually very inconsequential. They are sort of a moment for a president to put forward big ideas, almost none of which ever come to fruition. Mm-hmm. They're mostly punctuated by sort of weird pageantry, uh, having sort of people like props up in the president's box and all these clap lines and things like that. And so they just feel very orchestrated and and like... And- 
theater. I'll put it, let's let's phrase it in a way people can understand. Okay. It's like when you do one of these planner spreads oh, where boy. you have a lot of stickers. You pull out okay. all your stickers and say, yeah. look at all the things I'm going to do. And I got okay. the stickers for it. And everyone's like, well, why don't you just do the thing instead of putting stickers in? Right. And you say, but look at my, oh, look at my Sessie stickers, actually. My nothing can go wrong now. Oh, look at that. 2023. Yeah. Um, but why, I, why don't you do things instead of stickering? And you say, but have you seen my stickers? Which is right. a good point. And I think that that's, um, I, I just like to, if you could just tell it to me in planner, that would be great. Well, I mean, I think, I think that in planner speak, mm. the biggest refrain that, uh, that Biden actually had fits very nicely into planner mm. thing because he did not go into as many big sort of moonshot style ideas as a normal state of the union. His main refrain was let's finish the job. Yeah. It's, it's like you're using all your stickers that are like, yeah. you can do this. Today's yeah. the day. So He's using, was, he used all his stickers. Yeah. So it was a lot of sort of referring to bills that have been stalled or that uh, went nowhere and let's finish the job or things that kind of got debated down into half measures. Let's finish the job. It also clearly was sort of, oh, this is the reelection pitch. This is the line, right? Like we're going to finish the job. Yeah, Dan, because it's 2023 now, which means we are officially in it. Oh, and we will get into that in a second. But the big thing from the State of the Union was less about the kind of visiony stuff and more the fact that this was Biden's first speech in front of a divided Congress and a divided Congress that features a lot of uh, shitty people. Hmm. And so, you know, the big question was, what was that going to mm, you know, how was that going to manifest? And I want to bring you back for a moment, Maureen, to 2009. All right. When Representative Joe Wilson briefly made a name for himself by shouting, you lie at President Obama during a joint address to Congress. That was sort of a major breach of decorum at the time. And now we can flash forward 14 years. There were moments in that State of the Union address. It sounded much more like sort of when the British prime minister goes to parliament to get roasted by ministers. Uh, there was just a lot of booing and jeering. Uh, and grumbling throughout pretty much the whole second half of the speech. Marjorie Taylor Greene, of course, screamed multiple things at Biden while dressed like a cut-rate Corella DeVille. She had a big, fluffy fur collar on her outfit. Mm. Uh, but the interesting thing was they had clearly planned for this because ultimately it was a setup by Biden. He kept bringing up lines that they kind of, you could tell he knew they were going to boo at. And then he was just like turning it right around at him. So it was a whole little rope-a-dope job. Uh, the biggest one was he talked about how Republicans were proposing cutting Social Security and Medicare. There were a bunch of boos. I think it's I think that was when Marjorie Taylor Greene yelled like, you're lying. Um, and he basically was like, oh, you don't? You don't want to do that? Oh, okay. Well, hey, everyone, look at that. We got unanimity here. Like, we're all on the same page. And then he was all, so let's stand up for seniors. And then made everyone stand up and applaud. So it was a nice little moment. You know, there was also kind of moments where the jeers were going up uh, around uh mischaracterizations or what they felt were mischaracterizations of Republican talking points. And he was like, Oh, you don't believe me. Okay, cool. We'll contact my office and we'll give you a copy of your plan. <laughs> it was pretty good. That's he, pretty uh, funny. Yeah. He did a good job and you realized that they had clearly like they set these traps, those fucking fools walked right into them and then they got snapped on him pretty hard. Like it was, it was, it was, that part was pretty impressive. Uh, the weirdest part, Maureen, speaking of the Spider-Man musical, famously music written by Bono and the Edge. Yep. There was an extended period of time. You know, they keep cutting to the president's box and there are, you know, all these various people sitting in the president's box and um, and and Biden will call them out and introduce them. And, you know, many of them are are are, are great stories. And they kept cutting to the box. And I kept being like, man, there is a 
old dude up there that decided I'm going to wear my Bono outfit today. And I don't know why he chose that. Seems like a weird thing to wear, like to wear your like rose colored circle glasses and your like slick back hair. Seems like a weird choice for the president, you know, for State of the Union. But hey, if you're going to pretend to be Bono, pretend to be Bono, I guess. And then finally, they cut away so many times that I was like, who is that person? And it turned out, Maureen, it was Bono. Yep. He was sitting sitting with with Paul Pelosi. Sitting right next to Paul Pelosi, who was wearing a fedora. Yeah, he had the Uh, fedora. So I looked at that with his fedora, and I was like, this looks like a new detective show I need to watch. Like, whatever whatever these two are doing. And I said that on Twitter, and someone said, it should be called, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. (laughs) And I said, yes, it should. (laughs) I would like to see Bono and Paul Pelosi solve crimes together. I just... Still, I'm not totally sure why Bono was there. I don't 100% know why he was there. I think if you're Bono, you can just go anywhere, right? I think they just let him go places. They're like, oh, shit, Bono's here. Cool. I think that's how, yeah. I I find that with a lot of things where I don't know why. I think you just reach a certain level of celebrity. And I just mean this across the board, where people just show up to stuff. Yeah. It was like how Alyssa Milano used to be at a bunch of stuff. And you'd be like, why are you there? (laughs) Like, just people just... (laughs) Are, are at things hold, and you're hold like, hold on, hold on. Yeah. You are trying to tell me yeah. that the celebrity spectrum where you can show up anywhere ranges from Bono yeah. to Alyssa Milano. Sure. I don't feel like that's right. Yeah. No, I don't feel like that. I can show up anywhere window is that wide. Okay. It's not, but because I said it, I have to go with it. <laughs> I'm I'm applying George Santos logic to the rest of the year where whatever I've said that's I, I'm yes ending my own life for the rest of the year. That's right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I There's feel just, like that window is like Bono, mm-hmm. Elton John, yes. The Williams sisters, Beyoncé, Beyoncé, LeBron James. Pretty it's a pretty short list of people. And Bono and uh, like, I don't even think the edge is on that list. No, it's it's because of Bono's work with various certainly not causes. Adam Clayton Jr. No, but Bono has worked with many causes over the years, so he yes. has he has a lot of connections in that. Yes, that he does. And Elton, Elton's just out there. He's doing good work, Dad. No, you know I'm, how I feel about my man. I'm not. I'm not insulting anyone on that list, but I you feel like know, it's a pretty short list of a like I could walk up to Congress and get in, uh, get into a seat for the President's State of the Union. I think that's a pretty exclusive club. My man, of which Bono is the treasurer. He's my man. <laughs> my man was out there. He had it all <sighs> hanging out. He had his whole ass hanging out there, then, and he was giving it back. He was giving it back. Yeah, he was, he was giving it back. It's hot. I mean, okay. He did good. I mean, I will say he did good. I went in with very low expectations and had the horrible realization of how little I like that format of a speech. And uh, he he did fine. My father came down. I was in here working on something and he turned on the TV and I hear is Sarah Huckabee Sanders giving, giving what sounded like a speech that she had found. It was like, it was like she just found out that she had to give a speech and she went to the office and went, what do we got? What do we got? And there was a folder that said like Republican speech from 1986. And she picked yeah. it up and went, uh, Democrats want big government to, yeah, 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 this is fine. This is fine. It was just, it was like they used all their stickers. She plugged it into chat GPT. And then, yeah, it's, and then the Democrats and the big government. And we don't want that. And you just got to have, Faith, faith, faith. You got to have. And it was like, and I had cancer. Now I don't have cancer. So I have faith. And we have faith. And Democrats want big government. They don't have any faith. And I walked in and said, look. I am trying to recover from COVID. (laughs) I think we all have an agreement here. That I can't sit there because I'm sleeping behind this wall and resting. I don't have to listen to Sarah Huckabee Sanders. That's <laughs> part of the deal. 
<laughs> I like that you played the I'm recovering from COVID card. I can't, my, the room that I, that I sleep in, the room that I'm in now, which is this big kind of sunroom on the back, is yeah. directly behind the wall with the big TV. Mm. So I frequently get what's on the big TV through right. the wall. Yeah. So, um, and both my mom and I said, turn on Hogan's Heroes at the same time. And he did. <laughs> is that a show that you can just turn on in 2020? Yeah, there's, there's basically, there are channels now. Yeah, And I found this out when I hooked up his TV for after his uh, hospital stay that I hooked up like, I don't know, some app. And there are channels that are dedicated to one show, basically. Wow. There is like one channel that's called The Rifleman. And that's all it plays is this show, The Rifleman from the 60s. And there is a channel that's like Beverly Hillbillies. And that's all it plays. Wow. Yeah, they are. There are basically channels that just do the one thing. Or they might have three shows tops. Okay. And those are the only three shows in rotation. Wow. There's a whole Perry Mason channel. He sure. loves Perry Mason. He loves it. He watches it all the time. So that we put the Perry Mason channel on a lot. It's probably on right now over there. there. So, uh, yeah, you they're just dedicated channels. You could be like, turn on Hogan's Heroes. And he flipped the channel and it was on. Well, there you go. You can summon that. You don't even I have to something. You don't even have to stream it. It's just a <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was the state of the union, Maureen. Uh the state of the union, if you really want the the final summation. Mm. The state of the union is strong. It's great. That's how he declared it. Yeah, sure. That's the other part of the State of the Union address that I hate, is you have to fill in the blank with something, uh, you know, always positive. I don't know that the State of the Union is strong. It's great, Dan. No notes. It's not how I would cl classify it. But anyway, Maureen, the State of the Union last week watched a balloon from China float overhead for the whole week. We were all excited about the balloon, Dan. It was something. <laughs> Everybody watched it. The balloon flew over the entire United States. Everyone knew it was there. Everybody, well, there's the balloon. Yeah, there's a balloon up there. Maureen, we spent nearly a trillion dollars a year on our military budget. We don't have a single balloon-eating plane. <laughs> Like you can't fly up and have the little front open up and then like just a, fly over the balloon? Like a sideways shark? Yeah, what are we doing? You can't pluck a balloon from the air in midair. Did they they pop what did they do to it? They shot they it They shot down? a missile at it eventually. Their whole thing was cuz it was up very very high. And so it you know, if you pop it it was going to you know, potentially you, you couldn't really control where it was going to land. And so there was the potential of, of hurting people or property or something. Now, granted, it flew over Alaska and Montana. And like, there's a lot of space in those places that I feel like you probably could have popped a balloon and probably not had it land on much more than like a cow, I guess. Or they couldn't hook it somehow. Like right. I mean, that's what I don't get. Come on. What how are we big, doing how, here? How big was this balloon? It was 200 feet in diameter. It was a, a big balloon. It's a big balloon, but it... Yeah. It was, it was a big balloon, and it had stuff under it. And so they, they waited until it moseyed across the entire U.S. and then shot it down over shallow water off the coast of North Carolina. They shot a missile at it, which mm. also felt like maybe overkill. It's a balloon. There's not a drone that could have just... Uh, not like oh. a dart drone? Yeah. Shoot a little dart at it. Or just, yeah, just, I, I thought like the sideways shark or just slowly, if you if you pop it, maybe the air would come out slowly and they could hook it. Like, a, right. I don't know. Like, yeah, we got ideas. make a like, little funny sound. So what was... That kind of thing. That's funny. It would be funny. What was the balloon? Apparently spy a balloon. spy satellite. Not a very good like, one. Not a satellite, but a spy balloon. Yeah, it's like that sounds like if I was in charge of spying, how things would go. Totally. It also just seems very like we used to float balloons over places all the time. Like it feels very old school. Like 
the Chinese have spy satellites, so I'm not entirely sure why they're like, we also need a balloon. Apparently yeah. one floating over uh, Latin America, like South America, while we uh, it, during the same time. Um, it, of course, became a big Republican talking point, at which point the military was like, oh, yeah, by the way, three of these flew over during the Trump administration. And the Trump people were like, nobody ever told us. And it turns out that was because they didn't have uh, an understanding of what they were looking at. And so and this doesn't actually make me feel better. They were like, so instead we just classified them as UFOs. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Maureen fully did that. I'm going to take a big slug of coffee right now. <laughs> You are fighting to keep that down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take another. <laughs> We're just the dumbest. I mean, everything's. Yeah. I, you get to the point. That's why this year is so we can work with this. Yeah. Get your whole that ass is. out there. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, nothing to worry about, people. That thing that might be a Chinese spy balloon, actually, it's just a UFO. I am feeling positive, Dan, because once you relax into the the in-the-dirt nature of life, mm-hmm. you're in a really good place. <laughs> it's actually very good. Yeah. I don't know. I have bragged to you how good I am actually doing in Stardew Valley right now, and I don't think that's a coincidence, Dan. That's I don't true. think that's a coincidence at Literally all. Literally in the dirt. That I'm embracing. I'm doing people like me. Mm-hmm. Um, Abigail, I'm sorry, Emily's dreaming about me. Nice. And uh, that's never happened to me before in Stardew because all really? I cared about was rocks. So I feel like I'm I really. I dated Emily my first time through on Stardew. I, ne- I never dated anybody because I never gave anybody anything. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that's what I was supposed to do. I thought I, was, at one I thought point, I was just supposed to plant things. In one of her playthroughs, she was like, I'm going to date everyone. And so she did. And uh, and then they updated the game to... to so then suddenly, like, she had been going fine. She had, like, all the stars with every single person. She's like, this is awesome, but it's a lot of work. I got to keep running around. And then they updated the game. And so suddenly she was like, oh, no, everyone just pulled me aside. And they all, like, broke up with me at once. <laughs> they had, like, an intervention. Oh, my God. Yeah. I... I just, I like it because the game appeals to me. It's like I'm tidying up. Yeah, totally. I plant these things and I like making everything's good. Watering is bullshit. I have no interest in watering. But once I got some sprinklers in there, because, you know, I got sprinklers early. I just like tidying everything up. I like the watering. I I really like taking care of the farm and starting. I I like taking care of the farm. I hate watering. I don't mind it. I've become very good at fishing. Oh, well, that's good. I've really upped my fishing game, and uh, I don't want to brag, but I may actually get that aquarium built in the community center. So, And if you don't play Stardew, you're going to be confused. I just want to say I'm doing great on the farm, and that I'm really in COVID Acres, as it's called. And sometimes they'll be like, how are things going on COVID Acres? And it makes me laugh every time. Um, It's really gotten me through COVID. It kind of comes in when I need it. Yeah. Quarantine. Stardew Valley works well for that. Yeah, it was a big, it was good for quarantine. It was good for COVID. You know, it was good for things like that. It's like, it's like the ultimate comfort food video game. Yeah. It's the only game I ever really play and ever really got into. Yeah. But I get it. I'm like, this is so nice. I grew a really good pumpkin. (laughs) Proud of myself. Gold star pumpkin. Good job. But Dan, what I'm saying is. Mm Mm-hmm. For the first time since we've started, Olive says who I feel loose. You know what I mean? Like well, I feel loose. For the first time in six years, you feel loose. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, I just that's feel great. loose. You know what I mean? All right. Sure. Except, remember when I went to Costa Rica and I felt really loose after that? Yeah. 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 I feel like you're. I feel like you're setting me up for something. No. Right now. Definitely okay. not. I'm just saying. I, I feel loose. Be. Okay. I just feel like, you know, I came into this year. I was like, it's going to be great. 
got attacked in the elevator. I got COVID and um, I was like, okay, that's fine. I actually, I thrive in situations like this. Okay. This is where I thrive. I get very nervous when things go well all the time. In fact, I had such a good time over Christmas and everything. I said, something's going to happen. Well, and it did. And then it does. And I feel much better and I feel loose. See, this is why you don't move. You've just articulated it. You need a level of chaos. I feel good. Yeah, it's not. That's not. That's not. Some people live in places where it's really chill. Yeah. And they, they like all the stuff around them. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to go outside. Yeah. Their dog can just go. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. I don't get it. It makes me nervous. Yeah, I think I think you would I think you would get it. No. Anyway, Maureen, speaking of shitty people, Donald Trump. Mm. You might be asking yourself, isn't that guy running for president again? And I the wasn't. Is, the I answer wasn't. is yes. I didn't want he that is. then. And uh, yesterday on Truth Social, he posted a photo of Ron DeSantis back when he was a 23-year-old high school teacher at a private school in Georgia. Picture, which of course was posted by someone else, uh, uh, depicted Ron DeSantis standing by three young women. DeSantis is holding a beer. The women's faces are all pixelated out, superimposed over the picture. It read, here is Ron DeSanctimonious grooming high school girls with alcohol as a teacher. And Trump, in his repost, added, that's not Ron, is it? He would never do such a thing. So, Maureen, if you are asking yourself if we're at the has Trump accused DeSantis of being a pedophile stage in the race, the answer is yes, we have. (laughs) It's starting. It's great. I'm in it. I'm relaxed. I feel loose. I feel loose. You got to loose. Dan, it's the it's it's what they tell you before your car crashes. Mm-hmm. Don't brace, relax. Okay. Yeah, the impact is less. <laughs> it's good. It's great. You're just loose. I'm loose. But I mean, okay. I can do any. I can do this. Uh, I can go in any direction. Oh boy, I'm worried about the level of energy that you expended to d- demonstrate that. Uh, I can go in any direction. Fine. Are you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Do I sound better? I mean, now I'm nervous. Don't be nervous. I'm loose. I get it. Mm. Events. I'm a. I ride the wind, Dan. You know, like I'm just riding the wind. You know, we're gonna have a. We're gonna have a Trump DeSantis thing this year. We got George Soros say or not George Soros. Sorry, George. Um, God, what is his name? Santos. Yes. Sorry, Soros, Santos. I don't know. I ride the wind, and you know he's like I invented. I invented Spider Man. I'm like, yeah, you probably did. It's fine. I don't care. <laughs> I ride the wind. You know, like we're all out there. We're doing our thing. We can work with this. It's exact. It's the right mood. Do not go against the stream. Ride your boat down the stream and enjoy it. It's all good. <laughs> it is. Okay. Um, one last note before we move to, to ending this podcast. What? Which is, uh, for those of you listening today, Wednesday, the 8th of February, which granted this is not even coming out for another hour or two. So this day is, is coming to an end rapidly. If you are considering moving from Twitter to Mastodon or frankly, to anywhere, but Mastodon specifically right now. Elon Musk's latest move, he is shutting down a thing called Twitter's API tomorrow, Thursday. Now, the API is a goofy, nerdy-sounding thing. The application programming interface, but it's basically a way that people have written all kinds of little programs on top of Twitter. It's basically why Twitter became Twitter is because it had a very good API that anyone could use for free. Uh, People built apps on top of it. People built cool little bots on top of it. Uh, The endless screen bot, for instance, is going to be gone starting tomorrow. Uh, All sorts of fun things that make Twitter unique, all sorts of things that make Twitter useful, like weather uh, bots and things like that, uh, but also things that allow you to get your followers off of Twitter and move them other places. All that shit's shutting down tomorrow. So here's the deal. If you have 
considered migrating followers from Twitter to Mastodon. You need to run fettyfinder.glitch.me tonight. You don't need to be signed up for Mastodon to do this. It will just export. It will look through all of your followers. It will see who has listed a Mastodon account in their bio, and then it will create you a little database of that. And then you can import that at another time. But tomorrow, it won't work anymore. So that is Dan's public service announcement to you. Fettyfinder.glitch.me. I use it, have used it pretty much once a week. Can you spell that? Because this people. is how it sounds. So, Fettyfinder. So what is it? F-E-D-I-F-I-N-D-E-R dot glitch dot me. And as always, says who is brought to you by our new sponsor, HelloFresh. Now, it used to be Blue Apron, but HelloFresh is now where it's at. And uh, if you're like me, I want someone to send, I want, I want as much packaging as possible. And I want to spend $10 to have someone send me a mushroom and three individual grains of pepper and tell me to go fuck myself. And that's what HelloFresh does. Uh, it'll... <laughs> It'll help me make a grilled cheese sandwich by sending me a piece of cheese and two pieces of bread and telling me to cook it. And for the low, low price of, and we get a free trial with us, you know, with our sponsorship. Uh, if you go to hellofresh.gov.glitch.com backslash thing. says who backslash uh, ass, you will get 95 free meals. You won't. Um, you won't get it, any of these things. They will send them in each ingredient will be sent in an individual box. And you'll have to figure out how to put them together. It's part of the fun. It's the new randomizer. Um, so good luck with that onion and have a good time out there. It's weird to me, Maureen. Yeah. That Blue Apron was so ubiquitous. Yeah. For so long on podcasts and and in this kind of like weird prepared food that they mail you in a box space. And then they basically went under. And now there's another company that's doing the exact same thing. And why does anyone think it's going to not go the same way? I don't know. I guess people weird to me. I guess people do it. I'm sure that for some people it's useful. I I know some people that are like, I love those services. I would be eating shit if I was not. That's great. Getting that, which is great. But I got the. I got. It is a notoriously like they don't make money. Because it's a lot of work to package well, up. Well, like, you know, you know why? Salt. You know why? Remember that guy that I used to hire to clean my house that yeah. was like on an FBI watch list, and so kept trying <laughs> to break into Blue Apron headquarters to tell him all of his ideas. It's no good. You could hire that guy to spy on your neighbor. He's a big man. I could hire yeah. that guy. Just have that guy just follow me around. There you go. Muscle. Got to hire a body man. I like it. I could have made some friends with some real big people. That's me. Yeah, like, I just, I mean, like, just people that are, like, seven feet tall. That's a big person. With claws. That's Wolverine. Yeah. All right. That That's what I'm aiming for. You're looking for a Wolverine. Yeah. Okay. Because I got to figure this out, but it, I have. I'm loose, Dan. I've, I'm just going All with right. it. Sounds good. Well, Says Who is actually made possible by you. I don't know why I said it like that. You, through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon where pretty much every Sunday you get this all over again. Who wouldn't want it if you give it the five or $10 a month level? Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter. You can email it. Hey, that is H E Y at says who podcast.com. We are also on Mastodon at says who at omfg.town. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. There's also the fan run discord server at tinyurl.com slash says who discord. There are really a remarkable number of ways to get in touch with says who when you think yes. about it. Spread the word, subscribe and leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever it is that you listen. You can join us next Wednesday, February 15th. That's one day before someone's birthday. Yeah, which I still haven't made any plans for. I got to do that. Do you even know where you're going to be? Uh, probably home. Okay. So that's fun. May I go to Disney World. There you go. That's a good plan. I don't want to go any... finally about to open the Tron ride, Maureen, and it looks fun. I don't... It, it does sound nice. 
going except, to Disney World for your except birthday. Except I don't, I don't want to get on any more planes. Well, there's that. But anyway, the 16th of February is Maureen Johnson's birthday. The 15th of February is when our very next episode will be out. And from my basement here in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. And from a sunbeam in a, in a good, loose, content place, working with things as they are, not as I want them to be. Hmm. Seeing them, sitting back, letting things happen but also making things happen. Okay. There's a dance in life, Dan, where yeah. you you let things happen, but you also make things happen. Just do it with, like you go in, mm-hmm. and one hand's going like this, and one hand's going like this. And okay. we're putting energy out, but we're also taking energy in and letting mm-hmm. other things happen and letting other people happen. And that we have to let other people happen. You know, remembering that yeah. other people are events. You know, they're having their own events, their own energies. Uh-huh. And we're, we're just, we're in, we're out. We're like, the, we're riding, we have to ride each other's wind. You know what I mean? You know uh-huh. what I mean? Sure. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, Dan. Okay. That's great. Remember the harness, <laughs> I Dan? I out so long ago. Yeah, you're not with me, Dan, but I got my harness on. Yeah, I knew that you were leading to a harness thing. As soon as I heard the wind, I was like, I'm God riding damn the it. wind. This is the harness. This is, we're coming back to the harness. Yeah, you can't see the harness, but it's there. You'll see the harness someday. <laughs> it was very believable. I went like this, Dan. I know. And I was like, I don't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. This has been, but also continues to be, and will be in the future. It's true. And the past, the past is the future. It's all one channel. You know what I mean? It's all one thing. Oh it's all happening at once. Okay. It's all one big moment. This, this, this right yes. here. Yeah. Which is a this that exists in all spaces. Oh, has okay. Phew. been, has been uh-huh. that, that construction, but also is going to be. Uh-huh. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. Says who? Wow. Yep. There you go. I think I really laid some heavy stuff on you there. Just, I, people are people, people are, in are tears it. right now, weeping. I think, I think people are really into what I'm saying. <laughs> I, think they, I think they're catching what you're throwing. Yeah. Don't catch it. I don't want you to catch what I've got.